Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the I Declare Show. Media, I Declare It. Check out IDeclareMedia.com. And always remember, no matter what, know your value. No matter what, know you matter. You're listening to the I Declare Show. Real Raw Right Now Talk Media, I Declare It. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to the India, the I Declare show. My name is Alpha. I'm sitting in for India once again. Um, India has the night off. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, the first week it was India was a little ill. The next week was India was on assignment. Now, India has the night off. That's all you need to know. <laughs> uh, welcome to the real raw right now of the I Declare show. Know you, know your value. Know you matter. Are the is the are the sayings of the I Declare show, and she's absolutely right. But. Um, there's always something going on. There's quite a bit still going on. And let's let's just get into it. You know, after a while, I get tired of, uh, of uh, preaching the same message. And it doesn't appear that people get it. People understand it. How many people can remember the cabinet members that have fallen by the wayside, the swamp of criminality of the cabinet members that this president has put into put into place that has simply stolen money, basically abused their authorities. And you know why you don't remember it? Because it hasn't been made the object, the point of a message, of a talking point. Wilbur Ross sold coal stocks. He sold some kind of stock just before he ruled on it, and the stock, he made millions, but he's still in power. How many of these? Uh, cabinet members have been involved in criminality. Now you have an, uh, one guy, he was the prosecutor in the child rape case 
of another wealthy, arrogant, white, privileged individual. And uh, forgive me if I don't get all these names right, but uh, all these names seem to run into each other when it's time to tell the truth, when it's time to make the American people aware of it. Donald Trump is a walking disaster. He's pitiful. Dividing us, his racism, his misogyny, his bigotry, just give it a name. But no one will give it a name because coming at you in a blizzard-like form. It's like a tsunami. And at every step, oh, uh, he's at the, uh, he's in Vietnam to meet with Kim Jong-un again. Kim Jong-un is very happy to meet with him because he took him to the woodshed and beat the hell out of him. He got his photo off, his handshake, his legitimacy on the world stage. He got the stupid president to pull our troops out of the war games to keep them fit and tight with the South Koreans and nothing of the of the sort of de, uh, denuclearization has happened. He has made it a joke. The United States is the laughing stock of the world. And at every turn and at every opportunity, the world sits in awe and in silent laughter. Mike Pence bringing greetings from 45, the President of the United States. Drew no applause, drew nothing but silence, drew nothing but silence. It happened to be one of the most embarrassing moments of this administration and any other. And you always have clowns out there, always, asking speciously couched questions. But Let's soldier forward. At every moment, what what is this president got? You know, he talk about the State of the Union. The State of the Union is children in cages. The State of the Union is Russian authoritarianism over the president of the United States. The one thing about Democrats. They talk a good ground game when it comes to election time, but they have a very pitiful messaging game. Donald Trump in his meetings with um, Vladimir Putin, no record. All you have is his word. And as we've noticed, his word means absolutely nothing over 8,000 lies in the last two-plus years. But all he does is lie. And that's, that's what he does, and that's what he does best. He lies. Mexico is going to pay for the wall. This tax break will give each household $4,000 increase. They find out that the 
tax returns are down 8.4% from the previous year. Talk about the great economy that Trump is trying to take responsibility for. You know, there are over, over 111, 112 months of continuous job growth. And it's only 24 of those months have been under Donald Trump. So where did the other 96 come from? Where did the, where did the, where did the other ones come from? Or did he inherit a growing economy, and now he wants to take credit for it? After he's deregulated everything he possibly could. When you talk about growing economy, how many of you remember the stimulus package? The stimulus package, oh, that great stimulus package, $800 million infusion into the American economy, which, by the way, the stock market was at 60, 62.57 or something to that effect. Uh, unemployment was above 10. The Republicans were screaming and obstructing against the $800 million stimulus package. And that $800 million stimulus package pulled us back from over the cliff and began the rehab of the United States economy. The saving of the auto industry was part of that. That's $800 million infused into the economy. And the economy began to get better. Wasn't perfect. He was told you needed to have a bigger stimulus package. So what do the Republicans come along and do? They infuse the economy with $1.9 trillion, or is it $1.5 trillion? Who's going to bicker over a few hundred million dollars? And when the economy grows and grows larger and gets better, they want to hold it out as some kind of accomplishment? All he's doing is following his predecessor. Only he's getting what he wants, as Republicans always do and has always done. From Ronald Reagan and his infusion into the economy, from every president who has infused the economy with money, Donald Trump has done the same thing. So I don't, I don't buy the, the economic um, upturn, upswing. The, the economy was already swinging up. Take it for what it is. I would just caution you all that lying about it doesn't make it true. You have people who insist, who insist that somehow this is going to be a better talking point, and it will be if Democrats don't 
tell the truth. It's one thing to create conspiracies on lies and theories of, I would say, dishonest, willfully dishonest people. And I'll talk about truth and I'll talk about lies, truth versus lies. And this particular clip is an exchange, a juxtaposed side-by-side clip of Sean Hannity and um, what's the guy's name? They're both from Fox. And uh, they said Seth Smith and this is the the reality versus, versus the people in the bubble. This is what happens when people who lie are also able to create a firestorm of conspiracy theories. There you go. They have been hyperventilating over what we have exposed so far as a hoax a conspiracy, a fabrication, and that is they created about Donald Trump and Trump-Russia collusion, even though the media knows there's no evidence to prove any of this is true after nearly 18 months. The Russian investigation is the opposite of a hoax. And now, indictments against Russian organizations and persons have been handed up. This is something the media refuses to accept. As constitutional law professor Alan Dershowitz is explaining... Oh, this is rough for the media to handle. Collusion is not a crime. While the U.S. Criminal Code does not criminalize colluding per se, it is a crime to conspire with a foreign foreign adversary to influence or undermine our election or any other government action. Special counsel prosecutors have gotten indictments against more than 20 Russians, three Russian companies, and several former Trump campaign members, including guilty pleas from a foreign policy advisor and a national security advisor. Comey and his buddies and Strzok to put the fix in to save Hillary's campaign. Then they quickly started spying on the Trump campaign. The FBI did not place a spy in the Trump campaign. That's according to several Republican lawmakers and all of the evidence seen by Fox News. No spy. But the fact that the server in the Trump organization was tapped by the government and another wiretap took place, that's kind of scary. Fox News knows of no evidence of any kind that the now president of the United States was surveilled at any time in any way. Full stop. And until and unless members of the National Football League gain the respect for the flag in this country and those that have sacrificed, bled, and died fighting under that flag, I'm finished. They're attacking the troops. They're attacking the flag. None of which they're doing. They're not doing any of that. They're upset about racial injustice in the country, and they're upset about the things that the president has said. If you want to believe in waterboarding, all you have to do is watch somebody steal your kid and and you capture the person that was assisting, and then they know where your kid is. Uh, I think most people might resort to waterboarding. Waterboarding is torture and is not permitted under Army Field Manual guidelines. 
Torture is illegal under international law. The Supreme Court noted in 2004 that the United States has a historical record of regarding waterboarding as a war crime and has prosecuted individuals for such practice in the past. Anybody like us, we're just climate deniers, but it went from literally global cooling in the next ice age to global warming, and now they just have broad climate change. And of course, they even had to, in some instances, we know they manipulated data. Dozens of United States government scientists on climate change. They conclude climate change is real and driven almost exclusively by human activity. Climate change is happening mostly by fuels which emit greenhouse gases like carbon dioxide. This was, even before today, a scientific fact. According to reports, Obama's Justice Department, they utilized at least one informant to spy on multiple Trump campaign officials and associates during the 2016 election. And by the way, the media is lying about it. President Trump has also claimed the Fed spied on his campaign with an informant. The president calls it Spygate. Fox News can confirm it is not. Fox News knows of no evidence to support the president's claim that lawmakers from both parties say using an informant to investigate suspected ties to Russia is not spying. It's part of the normal investigative process. And he's dragging out, by the way, the investigation. He wants to derail many pro-Trump Republicans in the midterms. Unfounded, not based in fact or reason, with no evidence to support them, the president says, back up, the president says that Robert Mueller and his team are meddling in the midterms. There's nothing to support that claim. Without a doubt, this summit was a tremendous success and complete, verifiable, irre irreversible denuclearization of the entire Korean Peninsula is now in the works. Well, America demanded complete, verifiable, and irreversible denuclearization. CVID, complete, verifiable, irreversible denuclearization. There is no guarantee of that. Not even words to that effect. All of this without any concessions from the United States, nothing. But Kim Jong-un, he wanted the photos, the seat at the table. He wanted the legitimacy that came with the event, the handshake with America's president. And he wanted those military exercises with the Americans and the South Koreans that happen every year to stop. Kim Jong-un got it all for actually doing nothing. Between 2009 and 2013, the chairman of Uranium One used his family foundation to make millions of dollars in donations to the Clinton Foundation before and after Hillary approved the sale of the company to Putin in Russia. And that's not all. Other Uranium One investors, guess what? They also donated millions of dollars to the Clinton Foundation. The accusation is predicated on the charge that Secretary Clinton approved the sale. She did not. A committee of nine evaluated the sale. The president approved the sale. The Nuclear Regulatory Commission and others had to offer permits, and none of the uranium was exported for use by the U.S. to Russia. That is Uranium One. And there you have it. How many subjects that Sean Hannity spoke on that were also carried by Lou Dobbs, the clowns on the couch, and multiple programs 
on Fox News. Shepard Smith has one time slot. And in that one time slot, he used that time slot to counter the conspiracy theories, the lies that Fox News has used to keep their base ginned up, that Fox News has used to message to their 39, 40% of America's population to dumb down the voters. And this is the problem. This is why I preach so so much on messaging. You must message or you will lose the battle in a blizzard of lies. At TruthWorks Network, we say the truth must be spoken more than once, and this is why. Nazi propaganda said that if you tell the lie so often, it becomes the truth. You've heard the cliches, the lie gets around the world before the truth gets up and gets its pants on. And that's the case. And that's all, and that always will be the case. Democrats talk a good ground game, but there is so much low-hanging fruit on this president that he could never be re-elected. If only you had a message, the message of his illegitimacy, the message of his treason would be easier to take because they've been doing it from day one. They've been doing it since, uh, what's her name, Sally Yates briefed the Gang of Eight. And the Gang of Eight were Republicans Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, Devin Nunes, and what's his name? The the minority leader now. I forget his name. I can't think of his name right now. But um, the minority leader, those are the four people who knew when Trump came into office that Trump was under investigation by the FBI for being a foreign asset. And those four members joined Donald Trump and the Republicans to discredit our intelligence agencies, to discredit discredit an FBI investigation a witch hunt that is catching witches all over the place. You can't deny the indictments. You can't deny the criminality. You can't deny the lies that have been told by every single Trump satellite, the people who revolve around Donald Trump. That's all all of them have lied about Russia. They never anyway, no contact with Russia. Oh, nobody I know has Paul Manafort is to be sentenced tonight 
in the morning, Paul Manafort is about to be sentenced. Let Trump pardon him because that's what Roger Stone is looking for. That's what Paul Manafort is looking for. I think Bob Mueller has their number. You heard uh, Representative Schlapp come out and said the Mueller, the Mueller investigation will be gone soon. This is before. This was a day before anybody said anything about the report was due. How did he know? What would press him to make such a statement? Collaboration. Collaboration with those who knew and those who have been collaborating with the Trump administration to protect their party and not their country. Those who are willing to expose the American people to Vladimir Putin and his influence through his agent in the White House. If you don't think he's an agent of Russia, just give it time. There are too many arrows that point his way. And I would simply like to say this would be easier for the country to believe if this was the drumbeat, the constant drumbeat of truth, you can't deny what is obvious. The truth must be spoken more than once. Call it like it is. Treason. <laughs> Traitors be damned. Traders be damned. And I, I spoke a little while back of my, uh, what was that last week? Oh, that was last week. Uh, I, I spoke with India about it, but uh, my computer suffered a fatal, uh, a fatal blow. And when all was lost, and this was on a, this was last. Thursday, a week ago this past Thursday, when all was lost, I made my way back to take a nap. And I have a 17-year-old granddaughter who decided she wanted to mess around with my computer. It wasn't doing nothing, so I said, okay. (laughs) Well, by the time I woke up, the computer was up, it was running. And um, I have a computer again. Who knew? 17 years old. And, uh, I mean, the I had an uh, uh, easy-fix IT repair guy. He couldn't get it going. He couldn't get into it. So I'll simply say I give kudos to her once again because uh, I would not have I would have had to buy a new computer or a new operating system. They tried to put a new operating system in it and couldn't. The whole nine yards, the whole works. So I'm extremely, um, my gratitude runneth over. Let me put it like that. It takes so many, so many surprises to get to a certain spot in your mind. But uh, 
So far I'm there right now. Well, as I was saying, the truth versus the lies of Fox News, the messaging war that they press upon us. I got a, in the chat room I have posted, and it's a link to an article from Truth Out. And the link basically goes to the premise of propaganda. It's the technique that's used. And I got to tell you, these are, this is a technique that was created by a right-wing think tank. That brought on Fox News And these are 14 How do they call it 14 techniques Fox News uses to brainwash Americans Panic mongering And I put it in there so everybody can Character assassination And ad hominem attacks I got the link in the chat room Click on the link and read them. Projection and flipping. All of them are explained. Rewriting history, scapegoating, othering, conflating violence with power and opposition to violence with weakness. Bullying, confusion, populism. Invoking the Christian God. <laughs> Saturation. Disparaging, disparaging education. Guilt by association. Diversion. All of these are techniques by which Fox is mastered. And that Fox uses against the American people. And since, what have you seen a cable company that doesn't include in their basic programming Fox? Be it cable Fox or local Fox, it's there. But to get uh, a fairer, and I only call them fairer because MSNBC is just a little bit on the up and up more than Fox. CNN wants to be Fox 2.0. And when you realize who these corporations are, they're conservative corporations. Who's the guy who runs uh, CNN? Zucker. Zucker oversaw the Donald Trump apprentice program. You think he's got a bias? You think somehow he's biased? I would say you're damn right he's biased. And he always is and he always will be. As long as you understand what's going on. I also want to speak to you about motivational speakers. And I have a great one here I want you to listen to. But that's a little down the road in the program. Oh, by the way, 
646-595-4309 is the number that I can be reached. You know, if you've got some some um, pushback, let's just call it pushback for now. But if you've got bovine, and if those of you who don't know bovine, I'll tell you like this. You sell bullshit across the street because we're all stocked up here, okay? How about that? That's, I'll say that just, just that that clearly. I may not like what you said, but I'm going to let you say it. They can't see who you are. I look like an idiot, if you will, if you want. But just try to stay on topic. If you take it any way you want to take it, it matters not to me. If you take it the way you want to take it, it matters not to me. I'm simply speaking to you as in, as my opinion, but I don't back up from my opinion. My opinion is my opinion. So, if you take into consideration that my opinion may very well be that. And no, 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 flycatcher opinions are like assholes. They all stink. Everybody's got one, but they all stink. Think about it. Think about it. Flycatch. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe you need to change your name to Gadfly. But... Um, that's what opinions are. And everybody has one. And you're entitled to your opinion. But you're not entitled to your own facts. So 646-595-4309. If you should want to verbalize your opposition, your pushback, do so in a mature way. Take, for instance, all of the indictments and all of the sentencing uh, Michael Flynn has been given an extension on his sentencing of, what was it, two months? Because he is still uh, cooperating. You have Paul Manafort passing polling data, inside polling data, to the Russians. But they don't know any Russians, and they have no dealings with the Russians. All they have are lies. You have Donald Trump Jr., meeting with the Russians who uh, has dirt on Hillary. Oh, but it was about um, adoption. Adoption is about the, what is it, Kalismiak Act? And if those, those of you who don't know what the 
Kalisniak Act is. You need to Google it. I can't spell it either. <laughs> but that's what the adoption is about. If they want to say, oh, it was a it was a big nothing burger. Let me tell you what's a nothing burger. And let me tell you about the nothing burger. You know who Chris Hansen is? If any of you don't know who Chris Hansen is, let me say it like this. Hello, I'm Chris Hansen. Why are you sitting in this child's kitchen naked? It's called Catch a Predator. Those men and people who showed up to do nefarious things to children, as soon as they walked out of the house, they were arrested. Now, if you think about it, he loved it to get information on Hillary Clinton from a foreign entity. That is the crime. When you showed up, the crime had been committed. When you showed up, the crime had been committed. So it's not a thing of, you know, getting your story straight on the plane with your father. And then him lying, going, no, I didn't. I didn't dictate anything. Well, guess what? There is um, evidence stating the contrary. Fuhrer. (laughs) The Fuhrer says no. And one of the biggest arguments has been going that's about to erupt is whether or not a sitting president can be indicted. The Department of Justice has a policy Policy is not law. And I thank Rachel Maddow for pointing that out in a special she had going last night about how that came, about how that policy morphed its way into the mindset of the American people. Bill Barr holds that a sitting president cannot be indicted. And if you don't know who Bill Barr is, I'm going to play this clip for you. And then I'm going to, uh, I call it the, the treason whisperer because he allows treason to go fall by the wayside. He gets rid of treason. So I call him the treason whisperer. Here he is. Friendly face. This guy is a hardcore right winger. He's a law and order guy. That's why George Herbert Walker Bush, the former director of the CIA, put him in charge of the Justice Department back in the day, back in the in 92 and 93. He's the guy who orchestrated and engineered the cover up of Ronald Reagan and George Bush's involvement in Iran Contra in this traitorous, treasonous uh, uh, plan to flip the 1980 election, to keep the hostages in Iran, to humiliate Jimmy Carter so that Reagan would become elected. And then literally the minute when, when Ronald, on January 20th, 1981, when Ronald Reagan put his hand on that Bible to, to take the oath of office, the moment that he put his hand on the Bible in Iran, in Tehran, they opened the front door of that embassy and let those people out or wherever they were keeping them at that point in time. They opened the door and let out their hostages. 
to the second. This was the Iranians' way of saying, okay, Reagan, we kept our end of the deal. We made you president, right? We held these hostages for 440 days. We totally humiliated Jimmy Carter. We ended his presidency. We put you, Ronald Reagan, and George Herbert Walker Bush, we put you into the White House and into the, uh, into the vice president's office. And now we expect something in exchange for that. We've got an entire military here in Iran that was built by the Shah of Iran after the, the 19, what was it, 54, as I recall, Mossadegh got, got kicked out. The, you know, the democratically elected president of Iran, literally, small d democracy. He was starting to talk about nationalizing Iran's oil, taking it away from the big oil companies. And so immediately the CIA went in and took this guy down and replaced him with the Shah, and the Shah sold the oil all through American oil companies. Right. And the Shah also took all that money from that oil and used it to buy weapon systems that were manufactured in the United States. So the Shah had an army with guns made in America. He had missiles made in America. He had tanks made in America. He had an air force with jets made in America. He had a navy with, with uh, boats made in America, submarines made in America. The, everything was made in the United States. And so when the, when the mullahs took over, during the Iranian Revolution, when, when uh, the Shah got cancer and Jimmy Carter brought him to the United States for cancer therapy, the, the, the mullahs rose up and said, okay, that's it, he's out of here and, and we're in charge now. And the problem that they had was that they were on the verge of fighting a war with Saddam Hussein and they didn't have spare parts for their military. They didn't have enough ordnance for their military. They needed you know, missiles for their missile launchers. They needed, you know, they needed tires for their airplanes and their, and their trucks. They needed half-tracks for their Jeeps. They needed stuff, and they couldn't get it. And the Reagan campaign, Casper Weinberger, or not Casper Weinberger, uh, uh, Bill Casey, who ran the, the Reagan cam campaign, came along and said, don't worry, when I'm director of the CIA, I'll see it to it that you get this stuff. And he did. Bill Casey became the director of the CIA after, after Reagan stole that election with the help of the Iranians. And the president of Iran is living in the United States talking about this right now. Published a piece about it in the Christian Science Monitor. Khomeini and Reagan cut a deal. Well, Bill Barr, William Barr, the guy who's testifying before Congress right now, is the guy who killed that, who, 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 who killed any ability of Congress or anybody else to investigate that deal. There you go. And here's... Here's some furtherance on that information. Bill Barr went to W.H. Bush and told him, if you want this to go away, just pardon everybody. And that's what W.H. Bush did. He pardoned everyone who broke the law, sold arms to a terrorist organization, against the law and then turned around and sold and supplied another organization, the Conscious, to overthrow that government. Bill Barr is the orchestrator, the treason whisperer that said, pardon everyone and it would go away. And it did. See, as far back as Richard Nixon, and Richard Nixon undermined 
undermined it, a sitting president, Johnson, was about to strike a deal with the North Koreans. And during the election year, Richard Nixon went to the North, to the South Koreans, and said, don't take this deal. I can get you a better one when I'm president. And the South Koreans rejected the deal. 22,000 more Americans died because of that rejection. 22,000 Americans died because of that treason. We had one president at a time. Richard Nixon was not president. That is treason. Period. Fast forward. Nixon's treason, Reagan's treason, H.W. Bush's treason, W. Bush. Let's see. You cherry-pick intelligence information. You lie us into war. Over 4,200 American soldiers die in a, a lie of a war. And the only reason you get away with it is because your your um, next man up president, Barack Obama, wanted to look forward and not backwards. You see, these are the results of mistakes made by Democrats. And don't get me wrong. Democrats are no I know uh, uh, I know answer. Democrats are simply the lesser of two evils. And the lesser of two evils is what? Evil. <laughs> Period. The lesser of two evils is still evil. I don't care how you cut it. I don't care how you look at it. But with that lesser of two evils, you can always count on one thing. You're going to get something. With the Republican Party, you get nothing. And that's what I look to avoid. You know, you got Bernie Sanders, who has entered the race again. And all I can hear are these people out here talking about, oh, not Bernie. He's too old. Bernie was good before. The Clintons and the DNC stuck him up, although Bernie wasn't really ready for prime time. When they asked him, how do you hope to pay for it? He was at a loss. He was at a loss. And you know who else or who was not at a loss? AOC is not at a loss. AOC answered that question and passed that question with flying colors. And I think it should be spoken to. 
as AOC said, how come we have all the money in the world for the military-industrial complex, for huge companies to defraud the country and pillage the trough of the taxpayers? How is it that we always have enough money for BS, for nonsense, for things that should be questioned. But when it comes to humanity, when it comes to things that would help people, we got no money. We absolutely have no money. Oh, Medicare for all, how do you pay for it? It's going to cost $32 trillion. How many of you have heard that? And what you fail to hear, because it's never said by the people who are pushing that talking point, is that not implementing Medicare for all and not spending that $32 trillion will cost us Forty-nine trillion, because right now the opposite plan is in effect, and right now the numbers say it's going to cost forty-nine trillion, as opposed to thirty-two trillion. You want to infuse the economy and money? Take out the fossil fuel. Let's go to a green. They talk about the Green New Deal. How do you pay for free college? The same way you pay for all these damn wars. The same way you pay for the horrific lie that has cost this country five, ten trillion dollars in Afghanistan and Iraq. Now we've spread to Syria as we try to police the world. I have this, uh, this not a feature, this on my computer. Gives me notifications of stories. And um, even my daughter sent me a text about this. Uh, about um, R. Kelly. R. Kelly's been indicted. And I can't remember how many counts because it... it <laughs> It really wasn't important to me. I really, <laughs> I really didn't give a damn. I really didn't give a damn. But R. Kelly, R. Kelly has been indicted on multiple counts of uh, sexual abuse. They don't use the word pedophilia, but I guarantee you. Some underage girls were involved here because uh, that's how he rolled. I'm not looking to <laughs> cast aspersions on his asparagus. Oh, no, that was Louis Gomer. I'm sorry. But um, at some point, you got to go sit your <laughs> you got to go sit your ass down, ah. Uh, you 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 beat it once and uh, 
I guess you're looking to do it again, but uh, I could care less. Ten counts. 52-year-old R. Kelly was charged in a 10-count Cook County Circuit Court indictment handed down two months after the debut of a six-hour documentary series on the Lifetime Television Network in which multiple women accused him of sexual misconduct and abuse. If you believe you can fly, you better fly your ass on up out of here. We're about to put the, 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 what is it, the ankle bracelets, the arm bracelets on you if they possibly can. But nobody's looking to play your music anymore. And I think you got a problem, R. Kelly. I really do. Six four six five nine five four three zero nine. Uh, I spoke to you about, and I'm not done with the with the Trump stuff, and I'm not done with the looming evidence. I was kind of waiting for the Manafort papers to drop, and they have to drop before midnight, so they got about uh, two hours left. So we just have to, what is that Sam and Dave song? Hold on, I'm coming. Because that's what we're waiting for. And they're looking to see exactly what's going to come out of these papers. Because uh, Robert Mueller has made it as though he's going to get this story out to the American people through the court proceedings, through the state proceedings, but the treason whisperer will not be able to cover this up. And Mueller has uh, effectively made sure of this. The state, the Southern District of New York is poised. Did I say poised to indict Paul Manafort if Donald Trump gives him a pardon. They're they're poised to indict Manafort. Roger Stone, and I want to talk to you very briefly about Roger Stone. I think the judge cowered to his threat. I would have put him in jail just for the satisfaction of putting him in jail, because as long he's a he's an arrogant, rich white nationalist, a racist, a bigot, who tried to intimidate the judge, and I think he he's he's successful. Now she has a complete gag order on him, and he's going to get around that by sending other people out to do his bidding, to do his to spread his message. There won't be a damn thing they can do. All she had to do was lock his ass up. Revoke his bail and lock him up. She couldn't even do that. Intimidation is a very strong motive. 
and with the cross. Oh, that wasn't crosshairs. That was some type of Celtic. Uh, uh, even after she stated she wanted to see him in court, summoned him to court. He that was on Tuesday. He continued to post BS Tuesday and Wednesday. Then he goes into court and grovels. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't mean that. Oh, she should have locked his ass up. And of course, he would have said, "This judge is unfair to me. I, she should. She shouldn't be on my case." That's all a part of. Um, oh, how does the saying go? If you got the law on your side, pound. You know, pound the law. If you got the truth on your side, pound the truth. If you don't have either, pound the table. And that's all that's all this is. The pounding of the table. Alex Acosta is the current uh, labor secretary. He was the prosecutor. In the case of uh, Epstein, and um, he violated victims' rights by not informing them of Epstein's plea, his plea deal. So, do they bring that back, or because of prosecutorial misconduct, or? And I don't expect anything is going to happen with this with William Barr. I've heard people say him and Mueller are friends. No, they're not. Not like this. And it should be um, noted that uh, keeping an eye on these people continuously is what is needed. Since I don't know most of uh, most of what's in these. Uh, Archives. The top of the hour is running up in about uh, uh, nine minutes. Or nine minutes. No, one minute. (laughs) Oh, my clock isn't bad. It's just me. And um, you have to understand that this is... uh, this has to be a rite of passage. If you're not willing to tell the truth, you you just lost. You were just lost. I want to play this motivational clip that is truly amazing. This man's name is uh, Rick Rigsby. And Rick, Rick is going to give you the motivational inspiration that I thought about. Um, he said he has some very good um, lines in this motivational speech, but uh, he literally lays it out for the up-and-comers. So he's going to give me a little break here. I'm going to seize upon that break to uh, pause for the calls. 
or in other words, nature calls. <laughs> so I'll be back at the at the end of this, but enjoy it because it's very powerful for our youth. The wisest person I ever met in my life, a third grade dropout. Wisest and dropout in the same sentence is rather oxymoronic, like jumbo shrimp. Mm-hmm. Like fun run. Ain't nothing fun about it. Like Microsoft works. Y'all don't hear me. I used to say like country music, but I've lived in Texas so long. I, I love country music now. I, that, yeah. I hunt. I fish, I have cowboy boots and cowboy... Y'all, I'm a black neck, red neck. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? No longer oxymoronic for me to say country music. And it's not oxymoronic for me to say third grade and dropout. That third grade dropout, the wisest person I ever met in my life, who taught me to combine knowledge and wisdom to make an impact, was my father. A simple cook. Wisest man I ever met in my life. Just a simple cook. Left school in the third grade to help out on the family farm, but just because he left school doesn't mean his education stopped. Mark Twain once said, I've never allowed my schooling to get in the way of my education. My father taught himself how to read, taught himself how to write, decided in the midst of Jim Crowism, as America was breathing the last gasp of the Civil War, my father decided he was going to stand and be a man. Not a black man, not a brown man, not a white man, but a man. He literally challenged himself to be the best that he could all the days of his life. I have four degrees. My brother is a judge. We're not the smartest ones in our family. It's a third grade dropout daddy. A third grade dropout daddy who was quoting Michelangelo, saying to us, boys, I won't have a problem if you aim high and miss, but I'm going to have a real issue if you aim low and hit. A country mother quoting Henry Ford, saying if you think you can or if you think you can't, you're right. I learned that from a third grade drop. Simple lessons, lessons like these. Son, you'd rather be an hour early than a minute late. We never knew what time it was at my house because the clocks were always ahead. My mother said for nearly 30 years, my father left the house at 3.45 in the morning. One day she asked him, why, Daddy? He said, maybe one of my boys will catch me in the act of excellence. I want to share a few things with you. Aristotle said, you are what you repeatedly do. Therefore, excellence ought to be a habit not an act. Don't ever forget that. I know you're tough, but always remember to be kind. Always. Don't ever forget that. Never embarrass mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. If daddy ain't happy, don't nobody care. But you know, I tell you. Next lesson. Lesson from a cook over there in the galley. Son, make sure your servant's towel is bigger than your ego. Ego is the anesthesia that deadens the pain of stupidity. Y'all might have a relative in mind you want to send that to. Let me say it again. Ego is the anesthesia that deadens the pain of stupidity. Pride is the burden of a foolish person. John Wooden coached basketball at UCLA for a living. But his calling was to impact people. And with all those national championships, guess what he was found doing in the middle of the week? Going into the cupboard, grabbing a broom, and sweeping his own gym floor. You want to make an impact? Find your broom. Every day of your life, you find your broom. You grow your influence that way. 
That way you're attracting people so that you can impact them. Final lesson. Son, if you're going to do a job, do it right. I've always been told how average I can be. Always been criticized about being average. But I want to tell you something. I stand here before you, before all of these people, not listening to those words, but telling myself every single day to shoot for the stars, to be the best that I can be. Good enough isn't good enough if it can be better. And better isn't good enough if it can be best. Let me close with a very personal story that I think will bring all this into focus. Wisdom will come to you in the unlikeliest of sources, a lot of times through failure. When you hit rock bottom, remember this. While you're struggling, rock bottom can also be a great foundation on which to build and on which to grow. I'm not worried that you'll be successful. I'm worried that you won't fail from time to time. person that gets up off the canvas and keeps growing, that's the person that will continue to grow their influence. Back in the 70s, to help me make this point, let me introduce you to someone. I met the finest woman I'd ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. Back in my day, we'd have called her a brick house. This woman was the finest woman I'd ever seen in my life. There's just one little problem. Back then, ladies didn't like big old linemen. The blind side hadn't come out yet. <laughs> they, they like quarterbacks and running backs. We're at this dance, and I find out her name is Trina Williams from Lompoc, California. And, and we were all dancing, and we're, we're just, just excited. And I decide in the middle of dancing with her that I would ask her for her phone number. She, Trina was the first one... Trina was the only woman in college who gave me her real telephone number. <laughs> the next day, we walked to Baskin and Robbins ice cream parlor. My friends couldn't believe it. This has been 40 years ago, and my friends still can't believe it. We go on a second date, and a third date, and a fourth date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we drive from Chico to Vallejo so that she could meet my parents. My father meets her. My daddy. My hero, he meets her, pulls me to the side and says, is she psycho? But anyway, <laughs> we go together for a year, two years, three years, four years. By now, Trina's a senior in college. I'm still a freshman, but I'm working some things out. <laughs> I'm so glad I graduated in four terms. Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan. <laughs> so now it's, it's, it's time to propose. So I talk to her girlfriends and... California, it's in the 70s, so it has to be outside, have to have a candle, and you have to have, you know, some chocolate. Listen, I'm from the hood. I had a bottle of Boone's Farm wine. That's what I had. She said yes. That was the key. I married the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen in my life. Y'all ever been to a wedding, and even before the wedding starts, you hear this. How in the world? And it was coming from my side of the family. We get married, we have a few children, our lives are great. One day, Trina finds a lump in her left breast. Breast cancer. Six years after that diagnosis, me and my two little boys walked up to mommy's casket. And for two years, my heart didn't beat. If it wasn't for my faith in God, I, I wouldn't be standing here today. If it wasn't for those two little boys, there would have been no reason for which to go on. 
I was completely lost. That was rock bottom. You know what sustained me? The wisdom of a third grade dropout. The wisdom of a simple cook. We're at the casket. I'd never seen my dad cry. But this time I saw my dad cry. That was his daughter. Trina was his daughter, not his daughter-in-law. And I'm right behind my father about to see her for the last time on this earth. And my father shared three words with me that changed my life right there at the casket. It would be the last lesson he would ever teach me. He said, son, just stand. You keep standing. You keep standing. No matter how rough the sea, you keep standing. And I'm not talking about just water. You keep standing. No matter what you don't give up. And as clearly as I'm talking to you today, these were some of her last words to me. She looked me in the eye and she said, it doesn't matter to me any longer how long I live. What matters to me most is how I live. I ask y'all one question, a question that I was asked all my life by a third grade dropout. How you living? How you living? Every day ask yourself that question, how you living? Here's, here's what a cook would suggest you to live this way, that you would not judge that you would show up early, that you'd be kind, that you'd make sure that that servant's town is huge and used, that if you're going to do something, you do it the right way. That, that, that cook would tell you this, that it's never wrong to do the right thing, that how you do anything is how you do everything. And in that way, you will grow your influence to make an impact. In that way, you will honor all those who have gone before you, who have invested in you. Look in those unlikeliest places for wisdom. Enhance your life every day by seeking that wisdom and asking yourself every night, how am I living? May God richly bless y'all. Thank you for having me. Now, I ask you one thing, and just one thing more. <laughs> for me, that was one of the best motivational speech, speeches. Thank you, Dr. Rick Rigsby. And um, <laughs> how did he say it? Um, ego is the anesthesia for the stupid. Pride is something, something for fools. And he's absolutely right. And, and at any time that you find that the um, ego can't handle it, <laughs> think about think about that 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 speech. But uh, his delivery was spot on. His message was spot on. And every time I do a program, every time I be at TruthWorks, the Alpha Show, or be it here at the I Declare spot, when I sit in for India from time to time, I'll continue, continue to play this particular clip because this particular clip basically lays it out because the messaging from the left is wanting. The messaging from the left is weak. And that's why they lose so damn much. That's why they lose so damn much. They've allowed themselves to be typecast. Typecast in a way that 
says absolutely nothing good. They've allowed the word liberal to be demonized and vilified. And now every time you look up, it's in the mouth of a Republican complaining about what the mainstream of the people want. They want some kind of logic. The kind of logic that you can't just say once. The kind of logic that you can't just get on the bandwagon today and jump off of it tomorrow. This is where the American people are. And they've deemed it the far left. This is the far left. And to be honest, the polls, the GBA polls, 79% of Americans, 79% of both Republicans, Democrats, Independents, want negotiations for lower drug prices since there's a law that we can't negotiate to get those prices down. That gets health care prices down. Student death fairness. 78% of people want students' debt and a fairer interest rate on student debt. And it, the list goes on and on and on and on. And all of these examples are disseminated by, uh, who is that, Tom Hartman? Yeah, Tom Hartman. And he brings this about because he's basically reading from the poll, from the poll that was taken. 77% of Americans want free preschool. 75% of Americans want fair trade deals as opposed to free trade deals. And that matters, and it will matter. So, another notification. (laughs) Mueller has already submitted his findings, and they've been hiding in plain sight. Washington Post correspondent. I'm going to post this into... The chat room, and I'm going to get back to the subject if I will. Well, if I can. And uh, I'll leave it at that. But I'm back. Back to the far left. These aren't far left ideas, as Tom Hartman explained. And I talk about Tom Hartman. Because uh, he's just like that, a straight shooter. Here's Tom Hart telling you the difference between what has been, how you have been characterized, and who you really are. So crazy is is when I hear people, uh, you know, uh, 
particularly in the morning shows on MSNBC. You know, this is Stephanie Rule and these other folks talking about, uh, you know, the far left. You got to worry about the far left. The Democratic Party, had, you know, if they if the far left takes over, there's going to be a big problem. Look at the polls. Right. This is a poll that was conducted uh, in 2016 by GBA Strategies on behalf of the Progressive Change Institute. It's a serious, solid poll by a reputable polling company. These are positions that Stephanie Rule and, and many of the others on the on, on MSNBC and and I, I have great admiration for her as a reporter and as a uh, as a you know a former uh, financial person. I mean, you know, she's she's great, but. She's wrong on this, you know, talking about the, the far left in the Democratic Party. These are your far left positions and how much support they have in the United States, which would indicate that they're actually centrist positions, not far left positions. Do you want to allow the government to negotiate drug prices? 79% of Americans say yes. Should students get the same low interest rates as big banks? In other words, student loans at 1% or 2% instead of 7 or 9%. 78% of Americans say yes. Should we have universal free pre-kindergarten? 77% of Americans say yes. Should we have fair trade that protects workers, the environment, and jobs rather than the so-called free trade? 75% of Americans say yes. This is of all parties, right? Should we end tax loopholes that, that for corporations that ship jobs overseas? By the way, those loopholes were just expanded with the Republican tax scam. Should we end those loopholes? 74% of Americans say yes. Should we end gerrymandering? 73% of Americans say yes. Should we allow Medicare for all? Single-payer health care in the United States. Now, again, you know, the morning shows on MSNBC would characterize that as an extreme left position. 71% of Americans say yes. By the way, every other developed country in the world has already done this. It's not rocket science. Should we disclose corporate spending on politics and lobbying? Transparency. 71% of Americans say yes. Should the NSA be required to get warrants before they spy on us? 71% say yes. Should we spend $400 billion a year, a modest sum, on infrastructure projects? Right? I mean, this is, this is Bernie Sanders. 71% of Americans say yes. Should we have debt-free college at all public universities? 71% of Americans say yes. S Stephanie and others, this is not the far left. This is the center of America. Should we expand Social Security benefits? 70% of Americans say yes. Should we have a full employment act? Should the government be the employer of last resort, as Franklin Roosevelt was the last president to do with the WPA and the CCC when, when capitalism fails, like it did in 2008, and hundreds of the millions of people are thrown out of work, 700,000 people a month for month after month for a year? Should the government step in and say, if you can't find a job, we will create a job for you? 70% of Americans say yes. Should we retrain coal miners and oil workers for clean energy jobs? In other words, should we be promoting clean energy, wind, so 70% of Americans say yes. Should we end tax deductions for fines that Wall Street bankers pay when they rip us off? Did you know that, that they can deduct that, the fines that they pay? 70% of Americans say yes, of course. This is just common sense. These are all, you know, should, the, should we have transparency in trade negotiations? 66% of Americans say yes. Should tipped workers get the full, uh, full minimum wage? 64% of Americans say yes. Should we eliminate the Electoral College? 65% of Americans say yes. Should community college be free nationwide? 63% of Americans say yes. Should all corporate political spending be required to be approved by shareholders? 
66% of Americans say yes. Should you require a special prosecutor in every case that a police officer kills someone? 61% of Americans say yes. Should we guarantee net neutrality? Now, keep in mind, this was two years ago this study was done. The support for net neutrality has gone up since then, because back then, most people didn't even know what it was. 61% of Americans say yes, guarantee net neutrality. These are not far-left positions. This is the center of America. Now, like I said, I will play that till the cows come home. And that should be the message. That should be the message carried by every Democrat. You have a crowded field, a crowded field of Democrats. And that's what they should be talking about. And when the media asks, how are you going to pay for it? That's where you should challenge. Why are we talking about how do you pay for that? How do you pay for the military? How do you pay for these tax cuts, $1.9 trillion? How do you pay for that? You borrowed the money from China. That was all good. Then you want to scream, debt, 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 where our debt is growing. It's growing. We've allowed one party to frame the narrative. We've allowed one party's uh, ideology to break through to the American people. We've allowed one party to demonize and vilify liberalism. We've allowed one, just like we're allowing, going to allow one party to determine that socialism is bad. And we already live in a hybrid for socialism. We have Social Security. We have Medicare. We have Medicaid. We have police forces. We have fire departments. We have sidewalks. We have streets. All of that is socially built. Are they bad? Or are they bad because they're not privately funded or privately owned? This is a problem. And it's a problem only because they have framed the narrative. They have framed the narrative. With half-truths and lies, and catchy phrases about how are you going to pay for it, Medicare for all is going to cost $32 trillion. But the same program that we're experiencing now is going to cost $49 trillion, which is a better deal. But that's the far left. Not enough Democrats are... Engaged, turn into the fight and fight these bastards every step of the way because the alternative is unacceptable. The alternative is just another way of looking at it. 
if you can't message, you know, since in having a ground game, it's going to do you no good. North Carolina. <laughs> Didn't you see the clown who supposedly won by 900 and something votes sitting there crying because his son basically exposed him. He knew damn well that this man was harvesting these absentee ballots. As they say, he's been doing this for years, election after election. And see, this is where you get into the white privilege conversations. You've got Roger Stone threatening a federal judge. He gets the white privilege, benefit of the doubt. And why this guy in North Carolina who broke the law isn't under indictment, uh, I'll never know. That's more white privilege. And oh, by the way, be aware, the Russian bots are in the wires again. And now that the democratic field is taking shape, the attack is in full swing. To divide Democrats by, oh, I don't like that one. I, I don't like Bernie. He should sit down. Shut the fuck up. Bernie Sanders raised $6 million in 36 hours. So please, like I said, sell bullshit somewhere else. We're all stocked up here. And that should be the response to any and everyone. There are too many things that are happening. The breaking news is saturated. And it shouldn't be. There's too many egos involved here. And what does that create? Four six five nine five four three zero nine. Call in. Let me go to the phones. Three one two three one two. Thank you for calling the I Declare Show. Hey, what's happening, Alpha? Uh, this is House Music Lover. Oh, can you hear me? Okay. I I can hear you. Okay, House. How you doing? I'm well, brother. Uh, and yourself? I will. I I stay inside the house. I don't have to go out in that cold, but we're both out of Chicago. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I work outside every day, so, yeah, believe me, I know what you mean. Sorry to oh, hear that. I used to. 
right. Yeah, well, I'll remedy that uh, hopefully before the end of the year. Um, but I had to call in. You uh, you pushed my only button for the night when you started talking about the, the Russians and the bots and all that. And it's actually about this um, this hashtag ADOS um, and black folks on the radio and on TV um, having a problem with it and dismissing it as though it's a, a bot-manufactured argument. And, um, <clears throat> well, I know from, to, um, you know, a friend of, of OCG's, um, her and her partner pretty much started that hashtag that it's not a, it's not a bot. It's not a bot driven thing. Um, it's a real thing. And, you know, even before the hashtag, um, the, the, the phrase descendant of slaves um, being used to describe um, black folks in this country and who've been here um, was already out. So um, just the, the this whole, you know, ADOS is a bot thing is it's, uh, troubling. And I'm hearing people, you know, that I listen to uh, daily um, buying into it and dismissing it. And it's uh, like I said, it's just a really disappointing thing. I don't know if you're aware of it or what you think about it. Uh, is that um, the American uh, old American descendants of, slave, of slaves? Of slaves, right? A D O S. Mm-hmm. American descendants of slaves. There is a. Um, I got a clip on that. I just can't remember. <laughs> And they they speak about it, and um, I think I believe that's Tom Hartman too. And they speak about it, and they and, and they actually they're talking about bots because mm. uh, as they as they put it, uh, it seems to be uh, you know they're talking about a what seven trillion dollar reparations. Now I'm going to say this, and I'm all for. Reparations in the whole nine yards, mm-hmm. but uh, it's only a minute long, and I'm gonna play it for you. But uh, at at some point, uh, we've got to be able to use common sense, and the same people who are backing some of this stuff are people you really don't want to get. Or take advice from. Here, let me run this. But it's only a, it's only a minute. Is it a minute two? Yeah, my, my eyesight is gone. I'm old house. Okay. <laughs> a minute two. Listen to this. Been an explosion of bots. And one of the interesting groups that have been doing it is one, uh, uh, which was a legitimate group of about five people on par with the you know the new Black Panther Party called ADOS, and this is African uh, or American descendants of slaves. And we recently found that this small fringe group, which is calling for trillions in reparations and, uh, and that American descendants of slaves be considered different and separate from all other Africans in the American continent, uh, you know, African descendants, is attacking Kamala Harris and Cory Booker is not being black enough. Nice. And mm-hmm. we're finding that this thing exploded. 
And suddenly, right-wingers like Candace Owens and Ann Coulter are backing this bizarre fringe group. But remember how the new Black Panther Party was turned into the the MS-13 of the 2016 election? Mm -hmm. Uh, This is what's happening. That is how this is picked up. ADOS can start out legitimately, and that's how they um, hook on. They Mm -hmm. take a group like ADOS, and they basically infiltrate it and conflate what they stand for. And their ability to put out more conversation as you pose, this is how you co-opt their message. And this is what you should watch out for. It's not so much that the the original ADOS group is a bot. They have been contaminated. And when I say they've been contaminated, why would Ann Culture and the right-wing people jump on their bandwagon? But if not, but to divide people and get them to in that back and forth mode. And that wasn't Tom Hartman. That was Malcolm Nance. And mm-hmm. I got to, I got to be a hundred percent honest. I'm biased to know in about Malcolm Nance because everything he said about the Trump Russia thing so far has proven true. His book, the Something about democracy, the stealing of democracy. And I told you, I explained that to you that uh, me being the lazy old coop that I am, uh, and reading wasn't my forte, even though I read very well, but every time I start reading, I fall off to sleep. <laughs> so um, I got uh, the audio books. You, you've heard of the audio books? Absolutely. Where they... They read the book to you. I got it on my phone. I got it on my computer. And all I got to do is, you know, put the speakerphone on and click on it and start listening. Book is read to you 12 hours. Slowly, precisely. House, I've listened to two hours of this book. <laughs> I've listened to mm-hmm. two hours of this book. And I got to tell you, the only reason I'm listening to two hours is because every time it gets going and I'm listening and I'm taking the stuff in, I fall asleep. <laughs> I literally fall asleep. It's like it's like a it's like a summer next to me. But <laughs> Malcolm Nance, to me, he is one of the most creditable pundits because he's not looking to sell books. He's not. He's a He's a Republican, a former Navy intelligence officer, a a spy hunter, and he's had the Russian scenario called to a T. And that started in 2000, early 2016, or was it late 2015 when I first heard heard of him? And everything he and he was then was on the Steele dossier because it was about the stealing of an election. 
And in his second book is about the theft of democracy. And at every turn, he has been right about his summation of what's going on and what they're doing. He spoke about how back two years, a year and a half ago, when as it was happening, how Brexit was also influenced by Russia, Cambridge Analytica. Yep. And I think that when it all, when all the dust and smoke clears, you will find that the Trump organization and the Derek Kushners and all of those criminals have been behind this <laughs> this mind this mind effing of the American people. This is just a new way to mess with the stupid, and I call them stupid mm-hmm. because nobody saw it coming. The mere the mere fact that the FTC didn't do what they were supposed to do. See, it's no it does you no good to have rules. And when they're broken, you simply let them slide. Thus, my my rant about Roger Stone being in jail. He should be in jail right now. But the FTC allowed allowed Facebook to slide because Cambridge Analytica stole the 87 million profiles from Facebook. And Facebook had a deal with the FTC that for each theft, it used to be 16,000. Now it's 40,000. And with the 87 million thefts of uh, Facebook user profiles, you know what that bill would have run? That fine would have run 3.7 trillion dollars to Facebook. What is a more motivating incentive for Facebook to get their act together but for the FTC to threaten them with a 3.7 trillion dollar fine that would have basically bankrupted them and put them out of business. That's motivation for your ass. That's motivation for your ass. Exactly. But we have a government that won't follow the rules that is so difficult to make. Won't follow the rules that is so difficult to pass. The laws. But in every case, every violation, somebody's getting a second chance. Facebook should be looking at that type of either fall under our regulations or don't exist. You've given up your rights to independence. You can scream about the First Amendment all you want. You entered into the agreement with the FTC and your bill has come due as $3.7 trillion. Now, we can deal from that position. Either do it our way or pay the $3.7 trillion. Hmm. That's simple. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I I agree with everything you said. Um, even about Malcolm Nash, you know, I, I tune in 
to Stephanie if no other time during the week I, I tune in um, to hear him coming out on Wednesdays. And um, I read his um, I read his How to Defeat ISIS book uh, years ago, and even yeah. having known um, or you know converted a few years back, uh, he had stuff in that book that I had learned um, a few years previous, um, even about um, ISIS and um, specifically and the. Um, the, the conservative movement inside of Islam um, as a broader uh, a broader subject, um, and he was right pretty much about everything I read in that book. Um, and the, the the four or five different incarnations of what ISIS is today, um, previous in, in Islam under different names. It was a really good book. Um, so no, I don't have a problem with, with Malcolm Nance on his face, but. <clears throat> I do have a problem with that clip, um, and I'm going to drum it up to two things can be um, right at any given time. Um, it can be um, some bot surge that, that glammed onto it, and it is also a real thing. Um, so I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried about the um, – yeah, the fact that somebody did come in and take it over, I mean, like, which most grassroots things that are good um, for common folk, um, a lot of that ends up um, falling prey to bigger agendas and, and um, you know, bigger uh, money-backed uh, parties with bigger agendas. Um, but this ADO, ADOS thing... Is um it's real and it's legitimate and it is at its base uh, um a just uh, a, a justice claim and it's it's standing um as a justice claim for specific people and to, um to listen to the shows um from the two people um they'll lay the case out much better than I can in whatever few seconds tonight. Um, but you're here, it's no different than what any and everybody else does around the world, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, wherever. It's what everybody else does, but as soon as black folks start speaking up for themselves and making a claim for themselves and start talking about justice in the face of an injustice um, and for our benefit, it's a problem, and that's how you know yeah. that they're hitting on something. You know, that's that hit dog holler, and the fact that uh, aside from the Republican black Malcolm Nance, that you can get um, supposedly black folks on the left um, not even acknowledging that, that's a problem. That's a big problem in there. Well, I'm simply saying that the the co-opting of ADOS is not surprising to me. And the tip is, the tip-off is Ann Coulter and the right who go along with it now, who are all for them now. When have you known Ann Coulter to be for reparations? This is what tells me that be, be, very, be aware of 
what their what that message is and how they're using that. You see, it's not a big it's not a, a step out of reality. It's not a uncommon a technique to take a little bit of the truth and sell oh, yeah. it with a level of it's, BS. It's called sophistry. And that's it's done every day. And this is and this is what tells me that they have been co-opted. So the the message you get from them, and that's how that's how they treat uh, black organizations, etc. Well, they're um they're gonna have actually do a um a conference in October in Kentucky. I want to say it's local. Um, I'll probably sign up sometime this weekend or next week. And make make some plans to go um, because it's it's a legitimate thing, um, regardless of uh, the bots, um, regardless of the the attempted co-opted co opting by Ann cultures and such. But I really didn't I didn't even uh, um, realize that. Um, but re- regardless of all those things, um, it's, it's it's a real thing, and I mean if if I can. I'm a simple dude. I'm a real simple guy. Um, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> um, I have faith that the two people that um, are behind this are behind it for um, the right reasons. Um, and I am uh, willing to, you know, put my time, put my money, um, put my effort behind it Um so that if it does come to fruition, um, one way or the other, and it out- outlasts uh, this Trump, you know, uh, uh, the Russian spy in the White House uh, presidency, which should be over in a few months, um, then no, that bot stuff will go away. Um, well, once right. It, once, but what I'm, once that, once yeah, that, you're right. Yeah, yeah once that goes away. Um, you know, hashtag ADOS is still be around. Um, and at some point it's going to grow um, bigger and be even more uh, legitimized and folks are going to have to answer to it. Um, oh, and the, the whole Kamala Harris thing, it wasn't about her not being black enough, even though that was a discussion that was had about Barack Obama Um but I guess because there was a no hashtag involved that it was a what we forgot about it or it wasn't a, a literally a legitimate question for some people. But it wasn't about that. It was about her um it was about her past as uh what was she state's attorney in California or whatever? Um yeah. how she ended up getting yeah, a job and what yeah. she did when she got in the job. And her the fact that her husband is white and you know, you can take a little bit of the truth, yep. and you can basically and twist it. twist it. And, and did you see the reporter asked her why she was eating chicken and waffles in <laughs> in New York and Ireland? You know, right? House, um, oh, thank you. I've got another call here, but uh, thank you for calling me. I want to get this call because I got I got about twelve, ten, twelve minutes left. But you're absolutely yep, right. And hey, ADOS very well may be very legitimate, but someone with a bigger microphone 
has basically stepped in to co-opt their message. Thank you very much, House. I'm going to put you back on mute and take this other call. Thanks a lot. Oh, there you go. Let me see here. 561, 561, thank you for calling the I Declare show, the real raw. And right now. Hey, Alpha, good to hear from you. How are you? You, you know what? You know what? Uh, I was about to say that my <laughs> big sister promised she was going to call and join me. And I've hear you out pulling the house. Every- I know at the last hey, minute. Pulling the house music well, glove. I was hoping no, was, that I would get to talk to House. I, I was hoping. I was hoping. I was hoping that I also could talk to House because he brought up the hashtag ADOS Yvette Carnet oh, well, uh, Carnell and Antonio. You want, to, you want to talk to House? You want to talk to House? I got him. Well, I, I want to talk to you too. House, you still there? Here you go. House, you still there? Hey. Hey, yeah, House, I'm how here. are hey. you? Hey. I, I Janice, think I'm you, well. It's good to talk yeah. to you. Yeah. I, I, I think you brought up uh, um, uh, a topic that many people are not familiar with, um, even though we think uh, on the Internet that it is it is huge. But I do think that this whole this whole notion that somehow it's connected with bots, uh, as as you know, and Alpha knows, uh, Yvette Carnell has been uh, an our common ground voice since uh, 2012. I don't know Antonio Moore. I did read some of the stuff that he has published, and I really like the idea that Yvette's program and her followers were starting to get into the issue of economic inequality, and which took them into the idea uh, of the theory that both Derek um, Hamilton and Sandy um, Darity, both who are our common ground voices, have been developing for many, many years. And I have talked to both of them over the air for many years about the theory that um, shadows slavery in the United States somehow froze the ability of black people in this country to dig their way on their own without reparation uh, out of their economic inequitable economic uh, system and 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 circumstances. Um, but I'm I'm real concerned. I have been a follower and uh, an activist within Cobra. Which has been an organization for that for more than twenty years that has argued and advocated um the need for this country to come to truth and conciliation, and as a result of truth and conciliation uh agree 
to reparations to the descendants of those who have been that were victims of chattel slavery and the accompanying 300 years of Jim Crow, post-slavery, and other forms of discrimination on the basis that they are descendants of the slaves. Some people will say it's a color problem. It's not a color problem. It has to do with um, black people in this country. But here's the problem. The problem is that we continue to try to create a separate movement from a movement that's always already in place. And when we do that, we fracture our, our potential for power and control over those issues. I do not uh, agree with House in the sense that uh, bots have infiltrated hashtag ADOS. Um, so I think I, I think it's an opportunity to have many more discussions to peel away to figure out how to bring together uh, the efforts, the existing framework that has been created for reparations how to fix the faults in that framework and to bring new people in. But we have to be very careful that, and we have done this in in COBRA and the reparations movement, is to make sure it's not about ranting and being angry and outraged. This is about a justifiable economic financial transaction that has to happen in this country. This whole thing that has also been fracturing this um, effort by Antonio uh, at Tone Talks and Yvette Carnell has been the way in which they have framed the issue of who is a descendant of slaves. And I don't think that they've been clear that the reparations movement is not, this is not the only reparations movement in the world. The Caribbean reparations movement has had a lot more momentum than any reparations in America for chattel slavery descendants. And I think we, the way we frame it, we've got to be very careful. And I know you have to go because you only have four more minutes. But I I just wanted to make those comments Um, and and to call it a movement. I mean, do you know how many black people are in this country? It's like 25 million or 32 million. And we're talking maybe about 14,000 people. Mm -hmm. And that gap has, has got to be addressed. And as I always say, you can't have a movement about black people if the people in the projects don't know about it. And this is all about the Internet. It's all about YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, and that does not constitute a movement. 
Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. It's, it, uh, it's definitely a numbers challenged uh, uh, situation right now. So, and they always speak about, um, you know, uh, spreading the word and getting the numbers up. Yeah, and more, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. And Cobra had their um, um, twice. They have a, a meeting twice a year, and it's this tomorrow. And then the ADOS people are hashtag Yvette and, and Antonio. They're having a conference at Singleton or Simmons uh, College. Yeah, Simmons College, yeah. Yeah. And Simmons College was just given something like $12 million by uh, Microsoft or somebody else. I don't know who it is. But anyway, uh, I mean, that's petty of me to say that, but <laughs> but I'm just saying that this was the problem at the beginning of the organization of Incobra. I was in Gary at that convention. I was a freshman in college, undergraduate school, and they were organizing around reparations. You see, so this this. We can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. Mm. I understand. She actually uh, had a show. Uh, I'm down to under a minute. I'm yeah. sorry? Okay. No, I'm, I'm, I'm down to under a minute. Okay. Dennis, thank um, you. How House, good to talk you. to you. And um, it's something that we have to work on. I agree. A minute is not a, a movement. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Alpha. Speaking of minutes, I'm down to twenty. I'm down to twenty seconds now. Uh, thank you for all of you listening, Janice. Thank you for your call, House. Thank you for your call. The real raw right now. When justice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. Know you your value. Know you matter. That's it for the show. It's been talked out. Oh, well. Daddy, he said, maybe one of my boys will catch me in the act of excellence. I want to share a few things with you. Aristotle said, you are what you repeatedly do. Therefore, excellence ought to be a habit, not an act. Don't ever forget that. I know you're tough, but always remember to be kind. Always. Don't ever forget that. Never embarrass mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. If daddy ain't happy, don't nobody care. But, you know, I tell you. Next lesson. Lesson from a cook over there in the galley. Son, make sure your servant's towel is bigger than your ego. Ego is the anesthesia that deadens the pain of stupidity. Y- y'all might have a relative in mind you want to send that to. Let me say it again. Ego is the anesthesia that deadens the pain of stupidity. Pride is the burden of a foolish person. John Wooden coached basketball at UCLA for a Hey, Alpha. What's up? I'm here. Hey, oh, you still there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so Janice made, fully made her move to, um, to Florida. Yeah, she's been in Florida for uh, maybe a month, two months, something like that. A month and a half, something like that. Okay. 
so she changed her number. I look, I'm looking at um, yeah, I, uh, I didn't six one seven her. number. Her number was the what? Yeah, but she doesn't have a six one seven number anymore. No, she's got a, a five six one, and I got to remember that because I'm still on a six one seven. It's her cell phone number. Mm-hmm. And the five six one number, I'm, and I couldn't. I thought it was Mike, the the, uh, the 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 guy from you know overseas. Yeah. And uh, she 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 had only been on she had only been on hold for ten minutes, and if I I'd have brought in sooner. But uh, like I said, that's her house number, and I can't I can't remember. She just she just changed her house phone, and I couldn't remember mm-hmm. the. Little area code, but I got her. I got her now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely Florida number. I had to give up my five six number a few years ago. I hated. I had to do it, but <laughs> um, yeah, that's definitely Florida though. Um, so she definitely turned off her cell phone number. You think? No, her cell phone number is the same. Oh, she kept that the six one seven number on. Okay. Right. Her her cell phone number let's see here. Let me make sure I got it right so that uh at the last number is one one five. No, no, that was her old house number. Her cell phone number is still six one seven. I was right. Hmm, okay. Oh, that was her home number. Oh, okay. See, that was that was that was a house number. It's the house that they just moved from. She moved out of this big ass three story house, and um, they moved to another part of Boston. And she didn't like that house. And once they moved out of there, she moved into this place in Florida, and she's she's loving it. So I bet she missed the polar. Well, she might have missed the polar vortex. I bet she loves it. Yeah, uh, I've been thinking about moving back down there for years. Uh, <clears throat> let's see if it happens. If you're working outside, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, it was rough. It's been rough. Um, is my number on that screen? Yeah. Yeah, that's my cell phone number, man. Take that number down and give me a buzz sometime tomorrow so I have your number. Oh, okay. And um, I'm trying to hook up with Janice to talk to her. I told her um, I, um, I had uh, Yvette Carnell came up here in, in August. And end of August or beginning of September, whatever one it was, I think it was beginning of September. And I went and um, heard her and saw some of the Chicago Brick and Brown folks and um, introduced myself to her and told her I, I first heard of her listening on Janice's show. We talked about Janice for about five minutes. <laughs> Actually, that was most of the conversation. And uh, our exchanges uh, with Janice over the years, and, um, and neither one of us has ever met her or anything. But I started to actually call Janice and have her on the phone when I was talking to her vet, um, but I was I started talking to somebody else before I started talking to her vet. Never ended up doing it, but yeah, I just wanted to touch base with Janice. 
and um, you know get her opinion. It, it, it's ironic because literally on, well, I think it was Monday's show of Yvette, somebody called and mentioned that group that Janice has been in, and um, I had never heard of it before. And I can't remember um, Yvette's exchange with the young lady. She might have been a little bit dismissive towards it. But Janice is right when she says, um, you know, with even the the, the reparations movement, you know, they're not the first ones to start it. It's been an entrenched conversation for years with different groups. And they're they're running the risk of having new groups start up new things um, splinters it. And um, so, yeah, that may be an issue she has with uh, Breckin Brown and Tone Talks. Uh, well, Breckin Brown's more specifically because she doesn't know Tone and Tone Talks. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to touch base with her to get her, uh, get her full overview of it. Um, you know, I think it's uh, I think it was an interesting thing. And, um, you know, I think it's big. I think it's, it's once you can get people on network shows and get Mark Thompson and um, other people on these network radio and cable shows talk about it at any level, um, it means it's 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 hitting uh, it's hitting something or somebody somewhere, even if it's uh, distorted by the time it gets to them and gets put out in the, in the ether. Right. You know? Right. And and that's that's the uh, that's the point I was uh, getting trying to get across to you when they talk about Russian bots. These bots will cling on to uh, a popular movement because they're not going they're not going to be able to get their own movement started. Uh, do you know who uh, Conrad World is? No, I'm not familiar. Have you ever heard? If you're, you're not familiar. With Conrad World, uh-uh. Conrad World, Conrad World was uh, he was kind of a of a group of a a black group of elderly people that I ran into back in two thousand and three and two thousand and four, and I ended up in federal court with him, with them, and reparations before. A federal court judge, a racist old man. You talking about him? And I can't think of I can't think of the judge's name, but mm-hmm. I went I I went there to Conrad. What is the National Black Alliance or something? Was the name of it? Mm-hmm. Nufa, something like that. But Conrad World. Only reason I know who Conrad World was because I played basketball. With his with his brother, who was okay. a grade ahead of me in high school, his brother's name was Oscar World, and Oscar World was an alderman or something like. He was had something to do in in Chicago politics, and all I can remember doing is laughing because he was a joke <laughs> as a basketball player. <laughs> and that's how. That's how I came across Conrad World because he was fighting. This group was fighting for reparations, and I ended up in uh, federal court because we had a a thing going with 
not a thing going with the group. We went to that group as for support because we had the same judge. That okay. this judge was so, all he did was kick reparations around before he dismissed it. Mm. And the dismissal, the dismissal was on technical, and that's all he was looking for was technical. I can't think of the judge's name, man. He's a federal judge here, here in this district of Illinois. Okay. Norval, Norval. Uh, his last name is Norval. Uh, you think he's still Charles on the bench? I don't know if he's still on the bench. Like I said, this is back in 2003, 2004. Charles, no, Charles Norfolk, uh, the former, the former, the boy who took, um, who was appointed by Blagojevich, the little short black dude who was appointed to the Senate that everybody was okay. up in arms about. Mm-hmm. What, what was his name? Well, I can't remember. Oh, that. man. He was statewide statewide elected. I can't think of his name either, man. It's all time of shit's a bitch, you know? <laughs> or is it the marijuana? <laughs> it's one of the two. all time marijuana, you know? But, yeah, he was in the courtroom, and um, there were about 12 lawyers from the other side who came into the courtroom. And it was just a big clusterfuck in there, you know. <laughs> and, and all the legalese were all up in it and I'm like, oh hell. All we were all we were trying to do was give some support for our three hundred and fifty million dollar lawsuit we had filed against IBC and the inter intercon interstate brands uh, corporation, makers of butternut wonder bread. Okay. And we had the same. We had the same judge, and we was we came to came to um, Conrad World's group to alert them as to his technique and his you know and what he does mm-hmm. and what and how he uses yeah how he uses his so called. Uh, superior knowledge of the law to dismiss cases, and Conrad hmm. and the group were not too receptive, so we just dropped it and left it alone. Everybody wants to be a chief. <laughs> Nobody yeah. wants to be an engine. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, and that that may be something that they uh, that they run into. Um, um, I don't know. Like I said it's it's a it's an interesting um, it's an interesting group. Um, that's really good at um, at 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 you know shaping the conversation and coming up with. Uh, Relative narratives, and um, you know it's it's going to be a problem. I, the, I was listening to yet Wednesday show this morning, as a matter of fact, while I was at work, 
um, you know, they're getting the whole xenophobe uh, tag along with, you know, not just the bot being xenophobes and being exclusionary. And, um, you know, that can be an issue. It, it could be a problem. But I, if it's not put out, I think, the right way. Um, but like I said earlier, it's, it's, a, it's something that everybody does. It's something that all groups do. Um, even Janice mentioned um, the uh, Caribbeans having a, uh, um, a reparations movement. And if they were ever granted reparations, then, you know, my black butt without a, 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 um, from ever being down there, I can't move down there and claim that I should get reparations. Um, it would be crazy and stupid for me to do it. And I'll let the Yvette Carnell and Tone and the whole uh, ADOS thing is about is that the claim um, is, is a justice claim for specific people, uh, for certain people. And what we've gotten so far, um, even with, uh, 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 you know, 64-65 Voting Rights Act and even um, – or was it the uh, um, affirmative action stuff? It gets so watered down that other people, other than the people that it was originally intended for, get reap most of the benefit. And the ADOS. That's how they did it. But you're hmm. right. That's how they did it. I always surprised. That's how they took civil rights away from black people. And everybody else. basically, right, and dropped it in the lap. It included, they included women, they included Hispanics, they, they included every yeah. all of the other people. Yeah, they called it diversity. And, you know, and that's what, right. uh, like she says, that's what we went for, you know, and the whole people of color. And, um, you know, said that's what we went for. And, um, no, when it comes to the actual reparations justice claim, it's a specific claim for specific people. And for me, that's what I get out of it. For me, that's what I I, uh, I understand um, behind it, um, you know. And it's uh, I think it's I think it's a necessary conversation. And, and what Janet was uh, was just talking about, and I can't remember in Cobra, I think it is. I think they yeah. have a broader. A broader, I need to research and look that up and do some stuff and figure out what exactly everything is going on. But I, I think they have a broader sense of who's entitled. Um, right. And I think that right. may have you know, you, you, They the try fact. to exclude, exclude American, African Americans here in America, and they only want to, I don't know, I, you know, that's that's where the divide, that's where the infighting comes in, and that's why. Right. We will never uh, reach our goal because as long as the people who oppose us can keep us fighting amongst one another, and just like this, all of these, um, you heard Stephanie Miller, with all the stuff going on, Chuck Todd's question was, the divide in the Democratic Party. <laughs> I, tell you, I, I, don't, I don't miss Stephanie Miller. I, and, and every day, every day, Janice gave me her um, 
gave me her um, screen her her uh, screen ID and her password, so I could get uh, mm-hmm. Sirius Radio, you know, streaming mm-hmm. on my computer, and I've used yep. it, you know, all of this time. And I yesterday I you know I've got my own uh, my own account, so mm-hmm. I'm able to listen to you know uh, Sirius XM. As it because mm-hmm. there, what's his name? D, Dean Obidala. Yeah. I don't know if you get him. I don't know if you get Dean yeah. Obidala. You get Dean yeah, Obidala? No, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I have serious. I have the, uh, yeah, I have it. Okay. Because he and Mike Cinderella. Mike Cinderella. Cinderella? Yeah, yeah. Cin- they, Cinderella. they always Cinderella. have some, some, some real, some real, you know, uh, Sharp points, sharp things to yeah, point out. Yeah, I just started listening to Cindy Relly the last year and a half, maybe two. Uh, since um, yeah, maybe yeah, last year, no more than two years. Uh, he's pretty good. Um, yeah, all of them, are, all of them are pretty good. I haven't heard him mention any of the ADOS stuff yet. I don't even have heard no. Mark, uh, Mark Thompson mention it, and he keeps dismissing it as a, a bot-driven thing and. He even said something. Yeah. I, yeah. I got to go back and listen, and because I just caught the, the the end of it. It was like a real quick thing, and it was in and out. And but I know I heard the whole bot thing, and I'm like, it's just so. It's just it's a it's just wrong. <laughs> it's just it's just patently wrong. I think to even bring that up and to put that out, and um, I don't know. I don't know. It's um, it's gonna be uh. It's going to be an interesting thing. I, I just think once the the whole Trump thing gets out of the way, and um, even now with um, the the primary, you know, Bernie got back in the race, and uh, Elizabeth Warren, and I think if you can get to these people and, and really get to ask them about reparations, I think uh, Kamala already said no, and and what's his face? Cory Booker said no. And um, you can ask that specific question and kind of get that stuff out there. I think it'll be, um, I think it'll be interesting. And that was another firing shot at uh, Kamala Harris um, because she said no to reparations and Cory Booker. Um, yeah, you know, and that's a problem. Uh, that's an that's an absolute well, problem. Let me, so let me put it I like this: that, if they if they said yes, it wasn't going to move the goalpost. Period. It wasn't going to move the. It wasn't going to increase your, your uh, or our ability to get it. They could say right. yes. Uh, it's this is this is bigger than two presidential candidates refusing to agree. Now I'll mm-hmm. tell you like this: whether they agree, whether they disagree. I have serious problems with Cory Booker. However, let yeah. him be the nominee. I'm going to vote for him. I have well, the, um, the same thing. I the same thing I yelled about Hillary Clinton House. I'm going to vote blue no matter who. And it's not because they're yeah. so good. It's because they're not as evil. Yeah. Let's. Before I'm not. I'm not ready to put that. Conversation out there in the in the public until 
after whatever primary. It's just way too early to say that. It's, um, and of course that may be true. It's even true with me, but and I'm not. I'm just not putting that out there. <laughs> we got to get through these primaries, and I need to know. Uh, needed to be clear and made plain, even um, who stands for what and um, what they're going to do. And, um, you know, for some people in this ADOS movement, the idea is they're not going to vote for anybody who won't believe in reparations. And, um, yeah, but see, you know, but see, ADOS, this is why there's a suspicion of them being applied. This is why there's a, when Ann Coulter goes with it. ADOS. This lets you know that this is the divisive end. This is someone trying to divide us. Like I said, whoever the nominee is, I'm a vote blue no matter who. And that's the. Oh, hell. That's what happened? <coughs> oh. You still there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I've been fighting with this uh, with this illness. I'm barely. I was barely able to finish the program today because the more I talk, the the more I go into coughing and the less mm-hmm. oxygen I'm taking in. I have this uh, COD, COPD, and I'm fighting with oh, this bronchitis and all of that. Huh? Oh, you have COPD? Oh, yeah. I got COPD, and I got it all. You got the whole album. When, when I say <laughs> the whole thing, when I say my dying breath, I don't, ain't joking. I'm not joking. I'm not too long above ground. So, you know, even at 66 and being considered a young man. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, had I taken care of myself better, but then, too, what the hell? It is what it is. And uh, even I won't even take care of myself better now. I'm, I'm into eating... <laughs> If I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out happy. <laughs> only time I eat, only time I eat right is when I'm in a hospital or in a nursing home. That's because they don't feed oh, wow. nothing else but shit. Okay. Mm. So I'm a yeah, little over man. the top when I get out. I'm a little over the top when I get out, and I'm like, you know. Yeah, well, you that can, is um, not going to help my health. It's not going to help anything. You can do better. I'm, st- I'm waiting on better. this. I'm waiting on this. Uh, the what? No, I'm saying you can do better. Just keep breathing. You know, just in and out, in and out. Yeah. <laughs> For the last what three days, on? I've been waking up. Huh? Now I said, what are you waiting on? I'm waiting on this. Um, this sentencing report from Mueller. He's got. 35 minutes And they see, oh, seems yeah, to be waiting on the last minute I didn't even know anything about that I didn't hear any political Anything He's got to turn it in Before midnight Eastern So he's got 35 minutes 
uh, his sentencing because in that in those papers he must lay out exactly what what's, what the deal is with Manafort, and that's what everybody's waiting for is to get more information on this Mueller report. Mm-hmm. No, I um I rarely watch any live TV, so. I listened to the podcast of uh, Ari, uh, Ari Melber and um, Rachel Maddow the next morning when I'm at work. So I'm always a few hours behind, and I'll get some Stephanie Miller and a little bit of time during the day and, um, you know, check whatever websites and stuff while I'm on my, at work on my phone. Um, but I'm usually usually caught up by, like, a noonish Um so but I didn't re- I didn't do anything today. I don't I don't I'm a I'm a full at least a full day behind on everything. So what's the deal with uh, the podcast, Rachel Maddow's podcast? I just when I say through, what's um, the deal, how 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 do you get it? I get it through iTunes. So uh, if iTunes. you uh, just have oh, you got a, yeah, you got yeah. an iPhone. No, no, I, I, I get it through my um, computer. No, I have an iTunes account um, through my computer, and um, it's uh, you just subscribe to the um, to the podcast, and it'll download the shows. Like her podcast usually gets downloaded about downloaded about an hour after her show's over, usually forty forty five minutes. TV show? Usually, uh, yeah, the, the, the right the podcast or the TV show. Um, oh, the podcast, through oh, MS- the podcast is the TV show? Because I tape the it is the I TV show. The TV yes. show. I tape I tape uh, Chris Hayes, Rachel Maddow, and mm-hmm. Lawrence O'Donnell. And now they got me taping the eleventh hour. I tape uh Belchi and Rule, I tape Belchi every day. <laughs> no, oh, I, yeah. I just oh, I yeah. was listening. I was listening to Chris Hayes' podcast, the show also, but I don't listen to it as much the last few weeks. And I've never listened to uh, Lawrence like that and 11th Hour and the other ones. I'm, I'm pretty much, because I listen to so much other stuff. I just don't have time to listen to all the MSNBC stuff. So I'm just down to uh, Ari and, Ari and uh, Rachel. But it's, it's an NBC, well, it's still MSNBC, but you specifically subscribe to their shows and their podcasts. And it's just their the show, the aired show without commercials. So it's like, you know, forty four oh, minutes okay. or forty two minutes or whatever. It's it's the same show you see on air. And um Okay, yeah, I, got trouble. It, I, I got trouble listening to audio books. Shit. I got trouble listening to audio book, man. I'm telling <laughs> right? you, I, got, I no. still got I still get audio book. I still get Malcolm Nance's book. The plot the, the, mm-hmm. the plot to destroy oh, democracy. America. Oh, the, oh, okay. Oh, got well, that, okay. that one. That was the first book. The second, the, mm-hmm. that, that third book, uh, the plot to uh, the plot to destroy our democracy. This man is deep, deep, deep. Yeah, yeah. I need to. Um, I need to look into that. I bought a few books. I'm behind in my reading. Um, I usually read a lot more in the summer, uh, but yeah, I need to get those. Uh, I need to get those. Um, but you can listen to the podcast because it's it's just a show, 
That's all it is. It's just to say. Oh, okay, because I, I I don't have to subscribe to the podcast thing because I tape the show. <laughs> I tape it. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I got uh, I got Direct TV, and I got mm-hmm. these are some of the things I got in my, on my uh, list that's tape. Eleventh Hour, Real mm-hmm. Time with Bill Maher, Lawrence O'Donnell, I get that Rachel Maddow, uh, In the Kitchen with David, People's Court, Maury, Cheaters, Couples Maury. Court, Maury, Lake. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you are not the father. <laughs> same, same old, same old. And by me being in, you know, in the situation I'm in, you know, I when I go, but when I make it to my bed, and lay down in this little narrow ass bed, this little hospital bed mm-hmm. I got, mm-hmm. and I pull, I turn on these these programs, and that's what I thought that's what puts me to sleep. And it was, okay. if I ever want to watch it, all I have to do is go back to it. And every now and then, I got to clean it out and and you know and delete a lot of it. But uh, that's right. I tape in in CIS Los Angeles. I tape SWAT. I tape FBI. I see it in the kitchen mm. with David. I tape Blackish, Blue Bloods. Mm. What is this? Mm. Uh, the Expanse, Passage. CSI Miami, John Oliver. Oh, and of course, I take the uh, UFC fight. <laughs> ain't nothing, of course, ain't right? nothing like seeing them. Ain't nothing like seeing them. I'm gonna get the snot beat out of. <laughs> now, I'm telling you, man. It's, it's, you know, when I get to right, when I get tired of politics, I look at these fights and these techniques. And uh, like I said, I'm 66 now, and uh, I ain't going to be out there fighting, but it's nice to know. (laughs) (laughs) I even tape tape old Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton's Politics Nation. I never watch it, but I tape it. Yeah, I've been done with Al Sharpton for years. I can't can't do Al. Al was on, um, was on, uh, um, man, what was I listening to when I was getting out the car? Um, whatever MSNBC show, he was coming up, and um, as soon as he they was ready to bring him on, I got out the car. Man, I can't do that. No, it actually was a show. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you listen to Eight Twenty, um, but uh, yeah, what's her w- name? WCPT. Uh, yeah, the two o'clock show. Um, damn, what's the the broadcast lady? Joan, somebody took over the show, the two o'clock show. She was bringing on, um, I think it was her. She was bringing on somebody. She was bringing on Al to talk about the uh, R. Kelly or Joe Smollett thing. This ain't single boots, is it? Who? No, no, no. Single boots. No. Okay, uh-uh. but I, I got, uh, I got uh, what's the name? Eight twenty. I've got my Bose radio sitting in my bedroom. i got the remote here at the kitchen table. I can turn it on and off. i got these mm-hmm. uh, remote little pods that I can turn on the, the, the Bose radio back there or the TV from these pods. i got a pod in the kitchen mm-hmm. and a pod in my bedroom. And the remote activates them and turns on the TV and changes the channels and shit. But uh, ever since I got this... Uh, <clears throat> The serious radio thing, I 
you know, I use serious because I also listen to Insight, John Pugel say. Uh, I haven't listened to that. Yeah, he comes on at 11, I believe, or 12 or something like that. But uh, Raw Story, Real Mar Panel Slams, Migrant Narcissist Trump, Inspiring Right Wing Terror. Why not? <clears throat> and I, like I said, man, I always, as long as they don't know how to message, and they don't know how to message, mm-hmm. we will be in this, they, they will win the day. They will always win the day. Because not only do they message, but they say it over and over and over. Yeah, it becomes a mantra, basically. And they just keep it going. Um, even if it's a lie. Said a lie usually sounds better for them. Did you hear the thing I played with, with Shepard Smith and, and Hannity? <clears throat> Excuse me, yeah, I... Uh, I, that was the first time I ever heard that. That was a good clip. And and but see, that's the whole thing. You know, you got one side just lying, just lying. And if you ain't gonna tell the truth over and over again, what the hell are you here for? Mm-hmm. Why you know why why are Democrats trying to be? Why do you run for office if you're not gonna you know? Make sure that the truth reaches the people it needs to reach. I, I can't answer that question. I don't know. <laughs> they leave, it, they leave it up to them to, to tell the story. That's what pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, shit, they're making some of that same money that they, uh, the other side is making it being controlled by it. I mean, it's bad. It's sad. But uh, you know, they get eternal optimists like us, and you know, hope that something's gonna change eventually. Um, either on its own. Or... Say... <laughs> My boy says, uh, "Was it um, Rick Rigsby?" He says, "Ego is the anesthesia of dead and stupidity." <laughs> <laughs> Ah, mm. yeah, that kind of makes sense too. That's deep as hell, man. Between now, he's the next best thing I've come across to uh, to uh, what's the dude who was married to uh, Gladys Knight? Oh, uh, uh, I can picture his face. Motivational speaker, Brown, Brown, um, that's Brown. Les Brown, yeah, Les Brown. Yeah, yeah, he, he, like next, Brown. yeah next to Les Brown is is Rick Rigsby, and that's the only that's the only speech I've ever motivational speech I've ever heard from him. But it was spot on. Mm-hmm. The wisest man was his third grade education, his daddy. I'm looking uh I'm looking at um CNN. Yeah, I still don't see anything about that uh paper being released. I see R. Kelly turned himself in to the cops. For his ah. <laughs> ah. Somebody somebody yeah. called him. Somebody called 
a, a Catholic priest to defend him. Come on, <laughs> he needs he needs a, he needs a good defense. What did my my daughter my daughter uh, sent me a, a a message? She sent me a a text message today talking about. R. Kelly, or was it R? Was it no? She sent me a text message about uh, uh, an owner of the Patriots. She knows I'm a Patriot fan, and I don't oh, care yeah, yeah. about that owner. I told her, rich yeah, white man does what he wants. The rich white man does what he wants. How does this move the needle? Somebody better call R. Kelly or a Catholic priest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how a, a rich white billionaire like that would need to go to a a, a, um, a, a massage parlor off of what is up in Jupiter. That's a, that was near where I lived, so it's probably off a military trail. I don't you understand how somebody have you seen that motherfucker? <laughs> Have you seen that motherfucker? A billion, <laughs> look, a billion dollars. Look what Trump got for a billion dollars, supposedly. He probably didn't even have a billion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forget that. A billion is a billion. That's what he gets for cheaping. That's what he gets for taking the cheap way out. Yeah, well, that is the cheap way. Please, you can go to Walmart with a gold card and come out. <laughs> Somebody's hey, not going to There you go. <laughs> there you go. All of them. It's bad enough I'm a slave Walmart. to you. It's bad enough I'm a slave to these Facebook clowns. <laughs> well, these, these videos they post be cracking me up, man. I mean, and the fight, video, the fight videos, you got one girl... She woofing. She a street girl. She talking shit to this to this uh, this this uppity uppity girl, uppity black girl, and she puts mm-hmm. some stuff down and walks over to where the girl is, gets all in her face, pushes her mm-hmm. a couple of times, takes a swipe at her. The sedity mm-hmm. girl started coming out of her coat. She said, "Hold this, hold this." Went back and whooped that girl's ass. You hear me? <laughs> whooped that girl. <laughs> oh, yeah, hold, hold my degree. Hold my degree. You, get it okay. She, she she told the dude, you know, and, and make it so bad to the ignorant niggas was taping it, you know. Man, that girl went. That girl went back there and. After after the first four or five licks were passed, the girl who was talking all the shit, I guess she had got clocked. And her mm-hmm. face, her nose and her eyes was bothering her and she kinda went into a shell and got and got hammer fisted about four or five times. <laughs> and the and the the, the, the educated Sadiddy girl could be heard saying, Bitch, you got me fucked up. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but she she whooped, that, she whooped that girl's ass, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you never know. That's just, just the thing. Won't know. Won't know. I kept on. No, I, I ain't kept on scrolling. 
I ain't on Facebook. I'm not privy to all that stuff. I'm on Facebook for the, just for the stuff that I learned. And the comments <laughs> and most and most of my most of my relatives are on Facebook, so when you take into account I got twelve grandchildren and nineteen great grandchildren and you know, cousins and, and nieces and you know. The way I found I found my cousin. I found my cousin after thirty, thirty five years of not communicating with her. I, she used to work for the post office here in Chicago. I found her in Arizona through Facebook. Oh, wow. My high oh, school, cool. my high school, uh, my my high school uh, reunion. All of the people I went to mm-hmm. high school with. And I went to I went to Calumet High School on eighty first okay. of May. Yeah. And um, I keep in touch. I keep in touch with all of them. So, you know, reunions are like, and it ain't like I've been to the last two or three, but uh, reunions are like, you know, I know when they are. And if I can get to them, I do. But the last two or three, I ain't been able to get to. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I keep telling myself, I actually do have a page. I haven't been on it since about 10 days after I started it. Um under my that house music lover name, I probably need to check that thing out and see if it's still acting. I might have took it down by now. I think I've been on this. Yeah, they might have taken it down. <laughs> it's, it's it's just handy to have. Do you, do you do Twitter? Uh, not my own. I check uh, I, other people's stuff from time to time, like a couple times a day. I mean, a couple times. Do you a week, do Twitter on the computer? It's on my computer. You know what? I may have a house music lover on Twitter too. I can't even remember. I gotta look this. Sh- I gotta look for my sheet. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm horrible with social media, man. It's horrible. It's just bad. It's just bad. <laughs> it's just bad. I have, I have uh, zero next to zero interest. Even though I know that's you know that's what people do. Um, I just I don't. I have zero interest in being on that thing. Um, so I kind of just—I tell you, you know—I got. Let me put it like this: House, I go from—I go from my hover round to my walker to the mm-hmm. bathroom to the crutches to the toilet, back to the crutches, back to the walker, back to the hover round or to bed. Other than that, <laughs> <laughs> so all of this stuff I got time for, man. I sit here and I wait on my social security check and I wait on my my uh, pension. Uh-huh. I ain't mad at nobody. I ain't mad at that. Yeah. How does how does how, how does uh, Dela, how did Dela say they can kiss my entire ass? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I ain't that's mad the at bottom you either, line, man. man. That's the bottom line. You know, I did twenty seven thirty years working outside. Every every time I go to the window in the morning and there's a lot of snow that hit the ground, mm-hmm. I stand there and give them and give Mother Nature the finger. I've <laughs> I've been I've been in this house house been paid for since what shit two thousand two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I ain't got no rent. I ain't got man. All I got is these damn property taxes. 
just keep going up, keep going up. That's, that's bad enough. That right there is bad enough. But yeah, we um, they actually shut down that one day of the the big extreme polar, polar vortex that I was on a Wednesday. I think it was the thirteenth yeah. of January. Yeah. They shut the right. place down, <clears throat> but they were open the next morning, and it was still just as cold. <laughs> and um, and I, I I was like, I ain't coming. Shit, if it was cold enough to be closed yesterday, ain't no way in the world I'm coming on Thursday. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I the couldn't do it. Danger's the danger. The hell with them, man. I yeah, it was a few people uh, found frozen outside. People that fell. Yeah. Never quite made it yeah. back into the house and froze, man. Look, looking like huh. looking like day after tomorrow, laying in the snow. In the snow. Froze solid. Froze, froze solid. Uh-uh, I ain't trying to know, man. That's just new. You ain't got to go. I don't go out. You ain't got to be there. You got some sick time to take. I'll I take it. And in this kind of weather, nobody leaves the house without telling somebody you're going out. And we're looking for you to be back in here in less than 10 yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. Because all it takes is slip and fall and bang your head and knock yourself unconscious and I think you there's froze. a couple people. Yeah. A couple people that that happened to. It's crazy, man. It's just unnecessary. Too many ways too many ways to die out here. Way too many ways. I ain't trying to come up with another one either. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not going to be able to do it. Not going to be able to do it. So where's your report, man? I don't see nothing. You got 12 minutes. You got 12 minutes. Yeah, and I, don't shit fast. I don't put shit past Robert Mueller, man. I don't put nothing past him to simply say, 1159, here it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. You're still within the perimeter. <sighs> I just hope that they uh, I want to see this entire report man. I don't want to see that uh, version That what's his name want to put out You ain't going to see that report You know who Bill Barr is I told you who Bill Barr is He's the treason whisperer He lets I want, He makes sure the treason goes away No I want uh, What Nan said was going to happen It looked like it wasn't going to get out I want pallets to just drop in front of New York Times And Washington Post And Ellie right. turns exactly. off the building. Exactly. And, um, just anybody can come grab some. That's what I want. That's I'm gonna need that to happen. See, I ain't gonna be happy until uh, they do the perk walk with Trump. Straight out of a press conference. Ain't gonna be no perk. Ain't gonna be no perk walk with him until he I gets that off. I need a perk walk. I need a perk. Walk. I know. I know. <laughs> and and the new motherfuckers on Stephanie Miller. Man, I listen. I listen to Stephanie Miller for the comedy, <laughs> for the for the outright sarcasm, the outright signifying. I, that's why I listen to <laughs> Stephanie Miller because they they are damn fools. 
I listen to some Joe Madison sometimes, but I get tired of him. I get tired of oh, him. I don't. I, uh, I haven't listened to Joe Madison in over ten years. I can't do. I can't do Joe. Nah, I, I stop that. I can't do the curmudgeon thing at all. Nah. I haven't listened to him since I left. Since before I got out of West Palm Beach, it's probably been more than ten years. Yeah. Well, like eleven or twelve, I can't do him. He could be the he could be the treasure. He's supposed to be to whoever they want to be a treasure to, but I ain't, I can't do him. Not gonna be able to do it, my brother. And I got or, to call uh, my granddaughter. What's that? Oh, here, yeah, you look, man. That's my phone number, though. Put it on your phone. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm going to call you, so you'll have my number, and I'm going to put you in my contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Getting, call me right getting now. Close and, getting close and close, because I still got. Well, I got Lee Michael. I got. I'm in contact with Lee all the time. He has a power oh. voices show that he was doing, that he and Chris and I were doing. I was doing. Uh, the Power of Voices with Lee Michaels for a while. Chris Bates? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, Chris, Chris Bates. Bates. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Chris Bates. And uh, he just came either. up a week a, a week ago Tuesday. He called me and wanted me to come on with him. And I said, I told him, okay, I will, you know. But, uh, mm-hmm. dude, <laughs> he got tired of doing what he's doing. He drives He's driving Uber there in Los Angeles. Who? Lee. Lee Michaels. Lee is driving Uber in Los Angeles. That's what you just told me? Yep. Come on, man. How'd that happen? Keep him busy. It ain't like he needs the money. I was just about to say, I mean, you know. He's he's not down. He's not He's, wait a minute, wait a minute, let me put it like this, let me put it like this. He's driving Uber in a, uh, what is it, what was it, uh, was it a Cadillac, uh, 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 Escalade, one of them Uber Escalade, yeah, he was doing, he was doing Uber in an Escalade and in a, uh, a small compact car, it depends on what day he took it out. Yeah, he's doing he's doing Uber Black. I, actually, I was thinking I was gonna get a, uh, just gonna get a Range Rover, and I was thought, uh, yeah, I could do Uber Black a couple uh, a couple times a month. <laughs> oh, he and he he's about he's about to start his uh, he's about to start another um, another business. You know, those businesses they're like they're like taxi cab companies, and he he's gonna get an app. Gonna get all of that, so he'll be. He's trying to start a company with four or five drivers, and you know, get his get his toe over into the pond, you know, because he's driving. Well, somebody tore up his damn his damn SUV, tore it up, mm-hmm. and that's why he stopped doing the radio show every morning, and. Uh, now he 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 just uh, uh, co-produces other shows or Power of Voices. 
And that's on Facebook too. Chris Bates is on Facebook doing his uh doing his show. Oh really? Yeah, I guess that's the stuff I'm missing out on uh with uh with Facebook. What can I do? Hey man, yeah, you all do your thing. Call me right back. You can put your number in this phone and uh and uh I'll catch up to you. All right, house. You take care, man. All right, man. All right. Bye bye. All right, peace. <laughs>